0: hello and welcome this is the real football podcast i'm your host lenny aka the crazy eight and let's get into it on today's episode i am going to be recapping what's been happening in the english premier league my beloved beloved might just be sitting on the top of the table halfway through the season you know what the fuck it is let's go But before I get into all of that, before I recount the massive games that we've had, um, including games today, it is Boxing Day as I'm recording this, the 26th of December. I must apologize, ladies and gentlemen, days and thems. I have not been feeling myself recently. I've been bogged down by some other steroid-ass flu-type situation going on. Nope. I haven't been in the gym in a while, and you know from all the beautiful gym nicknames that I have that I am a self-proclaimed gym rat. However... That the body has been aching, my throat has been tripping. I did have a fantastic family vacation in Jamaica. Um, my granddad is from Jamaica. For those of you who don't know, so we went had a nice little family trip over there. So essentially, I, I, I've been busy. I've been sick. It's been a long time, but I have been keeping up with the games. For those interested, the Manchester United game, I was literally on the beach in Jamaica as the game was happening. Uh, Quick little tidbit on that. I scrambled and searched and looked for some kind of sports bar, any place I could catch the game. I did not find one. I eventually caught the lifeguard who was on duty on the beach. He was an Arsenal fan, so he was loving the fact that we are drawing 0-0 against United, I uh, chatted him up a little bit, had a little discussion, caught a little bit of the game, but that is about it. Thankfully, I didn't watch the game because I was probably going to be pissed the fuck off from what was a really bad result for us. Uh, but it didn't ruin my vacation, had a great one, uh, and now I'm back at it. I'm almost fully healthy almost about 80 percent but enough about that enough about my whining and bitching and moaning let's get into it and on today's episode usually I end with my beloved my sweet the pearl of my eye the jewel in the crown of my life's passions Liverpool Football Club usually I end with them but now today I'm going to start with them I might just this might just be a Liverpool episode through and through uh Liverpool Football Club in the time that i have recorded in since the last episode it's been a couple of weeks we've played a lot of games we've uh we took an L in the Europa League in the final game didn't really matter at all we we topped that group so we're through to the round of 16 automatically we don't have to worry about knocking out one of the third place Champions League teams which is good i know Europa League i'm starting the discussion with the Europa League i don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck. I want to win that trophy. If we're in the competition, we got to be in it to win it. We're Liverpool Football Club. We exist to win trophies. We're into the League Cup semi- semi-final as well. We tore West Ham to shreds last week, if not the week before. At some point, I saw that game. West Ham were awful. They were absolutely awful. I couldn't believe how poorly they were, how poorly they played. Jared Boyne did get one However, we tore them to shreds. They let Curtis Jones do whatever he wanted. Curtis Jones has been really, really playing well. Really, really playing well. Uh, However, in between that result, which is a pretty good result for us, winning 5 1 at home, um, we had three massive games at home in a row. First one was up, up against United we drew that one, no, no, I didn't catch much of the game, I don't think we had too many great opportunities, I did watch the highlights, like I did say, I didn't catch the game, I was literally on the beach, <laughs> literally on the beach, and from what I could tell of the highlights, the extended highlights, United, they weren't very adventurous, as you could, as you would probably predict before the game, no one would have thought that they would play very expansively against us, otherwise it was going to be a repeat of the 7-0 no, from last last season, uh, and so they played very conservatively, pretty much a throwback to the Jose Mourinho Man United team who would come to Anfield and just play for that 0-0 no, no draw, and if they get a point, that's a good point, and a point at Anfield is a great point for literally any team. If Man City were to rock up to Anfield tomorrow, they would be very happy with a point. Arsenal, I'll get to that game in a second, same story literally any team on earth would probably be they would be pretty much satisfied with the joy at Anfield especially against a team like this the two things for United in that game is that they kept a clean sheet they're the first team to keep a clean sheet against Liverpool all season literally all season every single game we've played we scored a goal united being our arch fucking rivals of course they got a draw against us a nil nil draw of course they got a clean sheet i had a bad feeling about this game going into it i still having grown up and and being baptized into my football fandom under the Fergie reign of terror i still worry about man united to this day even though we we've trashed them at old trafford a couple of times we've torn them to shreds at Anfield a couple of times even though we we <laughs> dad-dicked them 7-0 at Anfield last season I still worry about United I, 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 it might not ever go away I think United are going to have to be trash for another decade for me to n- not worry about them anymore I still worry about them I had a bad feeling about this game I knew that we were way too much of the favorites going into it had we won that game and the rest of the results played out the way that they did, we'd be a couple points clear at the top. As things stand, we're at the top at the moment. However, we're getting to the point where, in some of these bigger league games, there's question marks over our front front line, our front line, our attack. Reason being is that number one, we don't know which is our best front line. We don't know what our best front three. Three is we know Salah starts, no matter what. Salah's phenomenal, amazing player, and the other two are toss up. If Jota's fit and Jota just came back, we'll get to that. I think he should probably start about one in every two games. Similar story with uh, Darwin Nunes. So it's probably Jota. Salah Nunez. Nunez causes problems. He he was on a goal drought. He, he's been on a little bit of a goal drought recently. He did break that today. More on that in a few. However, he gets assists. He gets numbers. Uh, he, but he misses so many big opportunities. And here's my thing, is that I'm starting to get to the point where I can't excuse him anymore. He He's missed sitters. On sitters, the Luton one is completely unforgivable. Uh, that That's the one that sticks out the most, but he's hit the post most of anyone. He's His expected goals, if you are a stats freak, his expected goals versus his actual goals, he's way underperforming his expected goals because he's missing big chance after big chance after big chance. Eventually, he will start putting these away, and if he does, then I'll shut the fuck up about him, but until he does on a consistent basis he he deserves he gets some stick he deserves it because as things stand Liverpool are looking as though we can at the very least challenge for the title with a completely new look midfield so it feels like we're playing with the house money at this point whereby all any Liverpool fan wanted was a functioning midfield with legs and to make it back into the Champions League, that that's what any rational Liverpool fan would have wanted before the season started. Obviously, Sowasli has been fantastic. He's been a revelation. He hasn't been as good as how he started. He it seems like he's a little bit more tired. He has to do a tremendous amount of defensive work uh, to cover for Trans Alexander Arnold, who looks fantastic in his role. That inverted role is is. It's working to a T for him. However, there must be sacrifices other, where, other in other places in the team. And Soboslai and from, and from time to time, Salah have to do their defensive work. That's the way it goes. I mean, Salio Mane for years did def- defensive work. When he needed to, he would track back. And Salah has to track back as well. Soboslai has to track back. That's just the way it is. However, Trent is Trent. He's one of the best passers of the ball. His final delivery is one of the best on the planet. Up there with Kevin De Bruyne for sure. His assists, amazing. Um, none better than what he did against Arsenal on the weekend. And that's that essentially leaves us in a place where Liverpool fans are like okay we just want a team that works because last season our midfield was essentially non-existent no goals no assists barely any defensive contributions we our midfield would get bypassed week in week out at the moment uh, McAllister had a an injury and so Endo has had to come in and start games as our number six he's getting better and better and better week in week out I think he was really really good against West Ham but West Ham were awful so I'll let that go and he was really good against Arsenal actually so moving away from the United game which is a dud we Put five past West Ham in the midweek, which is great. We're into the semi-final. We just need to beat a, a, a Fulham team who are in awful form. They just lost to Bournemouth today. I believe that was Bournemouth. They just lost to Bournemouth today. Really, really poor form right now. So if we can get past them over two legs, we're playing either Chelsea or Middlesbrough. Who who doesn't say, who doesn't says no to another 0-0 Wembley date between Chelsea and Liverpool and we went on penalties again? Hey, I want trophies. And so, I'm very, very happy with that. Who says no? I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, And so, Endo, we, we put five past West Ham. We move into what is billed as the biggest game of the season so far. I believe the City game when we went to the Etihad was a massive one. But this one, even bigger, considering that City have been underperforming in the league. Arsenal have not been underperforming in the league. They... We're top of the table going into the game. We were third, I believe. We were third. uh, Aston Villa were just ahead of us. And it was an epic clash. Epic clash. Gabriel puts them ahead. Sometimes when when it comes to set pieces, I'm extremely harsh on professional footballers because I know that they work on these day in, day out. I'm extremely harsh. So anytime that a professional football team concedes from a set piece, I always blame the defensive team, uh, unless it's a direct free kick. Direct free kick—that's a—that's a different story. But a- any indirect free kick, and especially if we concede, Liverpool concedes, my beloved concedes. Oh my goodness gracious me! I can't fucking stand it. And so, especially in the first five minutes of the game, Konate loses his marker. Gabriel gets in there. Boom! One note to the Arsenal. Very bad news. However, Liverpool being Liverpool and it being Anfield, we always fucking respond. Especially on the crop, Anfield is a fortress. We do not lose there very often at all. I believe we've lost two games in the past 70-something, 70-plus games at Anfield. The only time where we've been really poor at Anfield was during the COVID season. I think we lost something like six in a row outside of that we barely lose at Anfield so that's why I said in the beginning a point at Anfield is always a good point no matter what's going on in the world and I think Arsenal can take solace in the fact that they've gotten that point this season and we have to go to you have to go to the Emirates in early Feb it's another massive game back to the action Uh, I felt as though Declan Rice And uh, I sing this guy's praises every single week, every single time I watch Arsenal. And they have to do any amount of defending. He's fantastic. His positioning was excellent. Oh, my goodness. World-class player. He might be, if Rodri didn't exist, I would say he's probably the best number six on the planet, possibly. Declan Rice is phenomenal. World-class footballer. World-class footballer. Rodri, maybe Chumeni over there at Real Madrid, but they, they rotate far too much for there to be an, as... There's no Casemiro there where you know, okay, number six is that, that guy. There's Chumeni, he's been injured as well. Um, Camavinga, those kinds of guys, they, they sort of rotate quite a bit there in that Real Madrid midfield, but I, I think Declan Rice probably, if he were in... If you were at Madrid, he would start. I think he starts in any team in the world except for over at City, and Pep would make a plan whereby Declan Rice would start as well, right next to him. He's that fucking good. He's fantastic, and he showed it again. I felt as though Arsenal had just the better of the midfield battle. Just it, it was it was close, and it was surprising that it was that close, considering we started Endo, Curtis Jones, and Sobersly. So must I, as I did say, he has been kind of slowing down a little bit. He hasn't been as fantastic um, as he was in the first couple of months of the season, which is natural. I mean, he's still he's still a young guy. He's 22. Uh, you could be forgiven if you thought he was 28 at the peak of his powers, but he's still a little ways away from getting to that level. Phenomenal player. Uh, in any case, we did not lose that midfield battle as Badly as you would have expected. I believe the weak link, especially when it comes to things like intensity and physicality, was Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz was a little bit of a weak link in that midfield for Arsenal. And so the reason why Liverpool, we kind of asserted ourselves on the game for certain periods of the game, I think that little weak link, especially in these big, big clashes, you can't, if there's literally any weak link especially two teams who are really, really even, that's where it shows. And those kind of small differences in terms of uh, commitment or or physical drive, so on and so forth, those sort of intangibles, passion, so on and so forth, those kinds of things, those make a much bigger difference when these teams are evenly matched. And make no, no mistake about it, Arsenal and Liverpool are very evenly matched at the moment. It doesn't make sense. I did not expect us to be as good this season or to be near the top of the table, especially at the halfway mark. But, I mean, the the, pro- the proof is in the league table at the moment. Uh, we did... It, it was tough sledding, though. This Arsenal defense is very, very good. They are... We Our two teams are tied for the best defense in the league at the moment. Kind of going to show how evenly matched we were. Uh, but... Uh, A moment of pure genius from Trent playing in that essentially quarterback role. Just spraying the ball to none other than the absolute legend himself, Mohamed Salah, who's into the top 10 Premier League goal scorers of all time at the moment. Man, what a player. What a player. This guy is amazing. He gets the ball one-on-one against Zinchenko. Zinchenko didn't have any help at that moment. He tears him a new one. He sends him to go buy a hot dog. And boom, boom, puts the ball into the top corner at the near post. One-one. Uh, There weren't too many really good guilt-edge opportunities. Martinelli had a really good opportunity. Uh Saka got on the inside of Joe Gomez. Costas us I, th- I believe it's Tsimekas now. Um. We we've been saying Chimikas for the longest time, but apparently it's Timikas, my bad costas, um the Greek Scouser. He went out, uh, his shoulder got fucked uh in a challenge with Saka. Joe Gomez comes on, he's a little bit cold, he gets done by Saka. Saka is kinda through on goal, Allison does his thing, kinda he gets him away gets him away from call, shows him the other side and then Martinelli has opportunity; he misses it. The goal was essentially open. If he gets that on target, it's a goal. Two-1 to Arsenal didn't happen. Outside of that, I don't recall too many other good opportunities for Arsenal. For us, we had one five-on-three, five-on-two break. Forward Salah plays the ball. This was in the 72nd minute. I couldn't believe that we didn't score this. Trent Alexander-Arnold, the ball bubbles up very unfortunate for Liverpool, and Trent hits the crossbar. If we win that game, I'm starting to believe. We don't win that game, do I believe? I don't know. I do not know. Reason being is that, of course, the game finishes 1-1 against Arsenal at Anfield. We haven't beaten any of the top six teams thus far this season. We drew against City, drew against Arsenal, drew against United, drew against Chelsea, and lost against Tottenham. We haven't picked up three points against any of these guys. And our... We're going to have to go to the Emirates. Uh, Thankfully, we've gone to the Etihad already, so we don't have to worry about that game. Uh, And City are usually pretty terrible at Anfield. We beat them last season in their treble winning season. So... We do have that. However, we haven't been great in the big big games against the big teams. Although, can we count Chelsea and United in that conversation for the season? I don't think we can. And if you were to adjust based upon what the league table actually looks like right now, we have beaten Newcastle and we have beaten Aston Villa. Newcastle, we beat away from home. Villa, we we smacked them around at Anfield, but going... To Villa Park, that's a whole different story, as both City and Arsenal have found out. I mean, for fuck's sakes, they lost to United today, 3 2, after being up 2 0 at half time. So they're awful away, but they're Im- invincible at home, basically. Sounds familiar. However, uh, until we can get our big scalps, i.e., if we can go away to the Emirates and win that game on February 4th. That's such a big fucking game. And we play them in the FA Cup as well, I believe, at the Emirates. So, we, of course, we we have our destiny in our own hands. As things stand, uh, we did, so after the Arsenal game on Boxing Day today, we did beat Burnley 2-0. Darwin Nunes finally broke his goal drought. Thank you, Darwin, the king of chaos, my guy, please, bro, You need to start putting these goals away. Because then, once you can do that, and we can rely on you to be a goal scorer, now we're talking a different, a whole other conversation. Same story with us, and with and your goal, sealed the win for us an eternal victory. He's back, which is great. Uh, Luis Diaz has been offered since he came back from injury, uh, it, which is pretty fair considering his the situation with his father. Of course, he. It's been a difficult couple of months for him on a personal, individual level, understandably so. Cody Gakpo hasn't been amongst the goals recently, but he's not getting consistent starting time within the front three. He's played in the midfield quite a bit, so there are factors around that. However, I think Diogo Jota, he's been doing it for longer than any of the other new boys, new boys being Diaz. Sa Nunes and Gakpo. So Diogo, he's going to be extremely important and he's back with a goal. I know he had a a ridiculous goal drought, but he can be clinical and he can be relied upon from time to time. There was a time in the 2022, 21, 22 season where he won the cup double when He essentially put the team on his back when both Salah and Mane were away at at AFCON. He was scoring goals. He was getting us wins in big games. I remember he scored a double against Arsenal at the Emirates to win us a game to take us through to the, it was either the, I believe it was the League Cup final. Of course, we won that on penalties against Chelsea, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And so I think a player like that would be really, really important for us. Uh, The other thing is McAllister should be back very soon. Hopefully, we need to sort out that left-back situation because both Costas and Robertson are out at the moment. Unfortunately so. But other than that, the rest of the team is relatively healthy. I know Matip went down with an ACL. However, Jarrell Kwanzaa has been excellent. He's been a standout to me. He and Endo have been standouts. Curtis Jones as well, playing really, really well. So... Things are, they're looking good, they're looking right. It's just that we're in a hectic time of the season. Of course, our next game, I believe, is up against Newcastle and Anfield. We need to beat them. They've been really poor recently. I believe they lost to Nottingham Forest today. The rigors of playing Champions League football is ravaging that poor squad. I've, I've said it quite a few times. I said at the beginning of the season, they're going to struggle with that. And they have struggled with it. They had, they've had a lot of injuries, unfortunately for them. They should be a little bit better in the second half of the season, of course, to potentially challenge for a top four again. Uh, but none of that matters to us. We need to beat them at Anfield uh, and continue in our rich vein of form, or pick up a rich way of form because we all know everyone on earth knows that at some point Man City are just going to start winning game after game after game after game we've seen it time and time again since Pep has been in the job since his second season in the job since he got 100 points they do this every single season and we all know it's coming so we need to sort ourselves out in that time. Because if they win their two games in hand. Right now they have two games in hand. One because of the Club World Cup. Which shout out to them. They didn't win it. I as I've said multiple times already in this episode. And I'm very consistent about. I want my team to win trophies. And so if teams are winning trophies. I don't like to tarnish those trophies. In the Club World Cup. For you to even play in it. You need to win the Champions League. There is no. There's no higher standard of qualification for a competition than that. If you are from Europe, if you're from South America, the Coppa Libertadores, Le- the Doris, the Asian Cup, so on and so forth. The uh the CAF Champions League, all of that. So you need to be a winner of a continental trophy just to be in the competition. The standard of competition is not as high as the Champions League, for instance. That's why European clubs have completely dominated in the past twenty years. But in previous seasons, previous years, especially yesteryear, South American clubs would would handle fucking business there. I know, Liverpool, we've lost a couple of finals to South American teams in that competition. That's why we only have one. But in any case, well, well done to Man City for winning that. They are back in action. I believe it's tomorrow up against Everton and it's it's looking like a Man City uh, special whereby they're just going to start with a nice and simple 2-0 win over at Goodison and then just co- steamroll the competition. We are only, if they win their two games at hand, which they're Man City, they're probably going to win those two games at hand. They're only three points, if not two points, behind us. So this title race, is going to be very tough. And do Liverpool have the staying power? Do we have the grit and the determination? Probably. Probably. But do we have the know how? We do. We've got the Van Dykes, the Allisons, the Salas. Trent has been there and done it. A lot of these guys, we've got title winning experience in our team. I know Matip does have his ACL he he has his injury but he was a part of that winning team Klopp has been there and done it so we do have that winning experience the question is do we have the quality over our contenders so Arsenal man they looked really really good they they looked really really good um it was a very high quality game the game at Anfield uh they could possibly do it. The only big thing against him is that they don't have that, the experience. Of course, they have Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus, who have won the title before, but no one else has. No one else has. But it could be their year. They they had a the title challenge last season, and they would have learned from it. And so we can't write them off because of that. But Man City have been there and done that with this exact squad three times in a row. So it's it's going to be a tough one. Of course, as things stand, I'm going to go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow and Liverpool are going to be at the top of the table halfway through the season. We've played 19 games we're top of the table, which is fantastic. And so that's, that's what I'm going to be focused on at the moment. I'll be going to still be at the top of the table full way through the season. I predicted us at the beginning of the season to not... Obviously I'd love for us to be there. We're gonna need a lot of luck. We're gonna need a lot of luck and we're gonna need Man City to continue to flounder. If they do, and it's a straight shot between us and Arsenal, the game at the Emirates is going to be extremely, extremely important. Uh and we'll see how that we'll see how that turns out for us. Uh outside of that, um just a, a nice little Liverpool recap. United they did get a win today. It's so a shout out to Rasmus Hoyland. Um, and I haven't done a player of the week for forever, but I do want to give my player of the week to Jarel Kwanzaa. He's been fantastic. He's an absolute beast. I believe Klopp, Klopp called him Voljo Van Dijk version 2, 2.0. And so I want to give him a shout out. He started today, clean sheet. He could be Konate's partner going forward. And if he costs 50 million pounds, from some team in france everyone will be calling him a bargain he's come through our academy or something of the sort i don't know where the fuck he was last season but he's been a revelation so far this season he's my player of the week shout out to you gerald very very liverpool centric episode i'll do less liverpool centric episodes in the future as i usually do but today i needed to give my my beloved beloved some sweet loving Uh, on that note ladies and gentlemen days and thems uh i will try my best to not be sick again and not fuck up my voice and produce more and more and more and i should be having some very nice things coming up for 2024 ladies and gentlemen days and thems i must love you and leave you i hope you have a magnificent holiday season and take care